LaCroix Sparkling Water delivers refreshment, flavor, and sparkle with an innocent twist of zero calories, zero sweeteners, and zero sodium. With European finesse and unique flavor innovation, exciting new Limoncello and Pestec are joining the LaCroix family of flavors. Limoncello, a hint of limon plus a smooth finish, it's one of their finest yet. And pastèque, which is French for watermelon, is deliciously yummy and just in time for summer. LaCroix sparkling waters are gluten-free, vegan, kosher, and non-GMO, Whole30 approved, and environmentally friendly. LaCroix cans are sustainable and recyclable, and they're the first on the market to be produced without BPA liner. Enjoy LaCroix Sparkling Water, a healthier alternative for you and your lifestyle. LaCroix Sparkling Water is available nationwide. For a full list of retailers, visit www.lacroixwater.com. For more information, join the LaCroix community on social at LaCroix Water. From Podcast One and the Lady Gang, are you ready for a relatable, unapologetic take on life? This is the Ladies Like Us podcast with Nazanin Mandy and Nadia Mohan. Welcome to an all-new episode of Ladies Like Us. I'm Nazanin Mandy. And I'm Nadia Mohan. So what did you do today? (laughs) (laughs) Straight to the punch. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Well, I just woke up from a nap like a few minutes ago. (laughs) Oh, nice. I want to take a nap so bad. I know. How's your head? Oh, it's bad. It's like really, really bad today. You just woke up with one or like what happened? I fell asleep with one last night and Um. it's just my migraines are coming back more and more because I need a Botox touch up on my neck. Right. And I like, I obviously everything's closed, so I can't go. So I'm like, I'm really feeling it. There's no other alternatives, huh? I mean, I use, I stretch, I use, um, just like ointments. I use like a THC oil, like stuff like that I use, but they're obviously like not permanent fixes. It's like, I'm good for an hour and then it starts to like back up again. So do you always get your migraines in the same spot? Yes. What is it? The back of your head or where is it? It's the source of it is where my head connects to my neck, like right right oh, in that yeah. spot. It's like the base. Yes. And yeah. they're tension headaches. So it's like, I've been weightlifting a lot lately. Mm-hmm. So it's like coming back more. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, what, do, what can you do? Just not weightlift. <laughs> That's not an I option. Mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to stop. So it's just like, I have to keep yeah. up with this, the Botox injections on my head and neck and like stretch, not stress out. Like, cause all that um adds to it yeah so it's yeah. just like fuck, man i know that kind of shit is just it's hard to get like what do you do just dealing with that sucks i've had migraines not to the level or i shouldn't say the level but like the consistency that you've had but i've definitely had like crazy migraines i can't even imagine how you deal with them all the time it it's, sucks. it's so crazy because it's been what almost three years now that i've had them right and I'm like, how have I been functioning? Because now with the Botox, I feel how it feels to not have them. Right. So then when I get them again, it's like the intensity is so high. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm going to go through my life like this. This is crazy. Is that what they said? Like you, like this is just something you have to deal with forever? If I'm consistent with the Botox, it'll mm-hmm. take up to two years to go away. Okay which is fine. Like I'm more than happy to be consistent with, with doing it. Right. Um, if I don't do the Botox, then yeah, I'll probably be dealing with this forever. Shit. And how, how often were you getting the Botox in your neck or your told me every two to three months I should get it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you were noticing a difference? Yes, absolutely. And then right before the quarantine, I went in to get some but uh-huh. Dr. Diamond only does, he does half at a time, which I love. He doesn't overdo it. Right. He lets it settle. And then uh-huh. I come back in 10 days and he adds the rest. Uh-huh. But during those 10 days is when we went under quarantine. Uh-huh. So I missed Damn. that 10 day. I know. So like I have mm-hmm. to go back once we're allowed, once we're released to the public. Yeah. I know. I was, um, 
I hit Tammy and I was like, oh, they had like a contest and they were like offering free Botox or something like that when this came out. And I, I was planning on trying Botox because I haven't had it done yet. And this is where cosmetic reasons, not for migraines or anything, but I was going to try it like before my birthday for the first time. I was like nervous, but excited. And then, you know, shit hit the fan and she was, Tammy was like, don't worry. Like we got you. And when we get back, so I'm going to see them when this is all over. I'm excited. I've never done it. I'm like nervous, but excited at the same time. No. And and they will take care of you. I know. I know. I told her, I'm like, I don't know if I trust anyone, but you guys like, honestly, he's amazing. If I were to ever get anything done on my face, I would go to him. For yeah, sure. I agree. His work is just, it speaks for itself. He's so natural. But yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry you're going through that. It's like nothing you could do about it. No. And I've been trying not to take like ibuprofens or anything like that. So I know. Well, I mean, luckily you're not going out. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like they say like you shouldn't take ibuprofen right now because it makes you more susceptible to corona. but at the same time, you're not really get becoming exposed at all. Like you have not left at all. I haven't left and I'm like fine with that, but right. you do. Yeah. You make a good point. Maybe I'll take one then. Like, I mean, you know, if it gets really bad, I'm just saying. Yeah. Does, um, acetaminophen, is that not, doesn't work? You have to take ibuprofen? Um, no, I can take I, either one. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that one's better than. For you yeah, to if I have that. Yeah. I have some. Oh, oh man. I know. It's like I was telling Will earlier. I'm like, it's so funny because when we record these episodes, I'm like, what are we going to talk about today? Like, I know. <laughs> the same shit every single day. Like, everyone's tired of talking about corona and quarantine. And, like, it's just all the same, you know? Man, I can't even hear it on the news anymore. I actually kind of stopped listening for a while, which I mean is great because I'm, I'm not stressing out about it. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't even know what's happening, which is not that good either. It's uh, not much has changed. Like, no. no, every day they have like that press conference and it's same old, you know, the numbers, unfortunately they they go up and it's, that's yeah. what changes, but like, it's the same across the board, really. You uh, know what I find weird though? I haven't, uh, when I've watched the news, I haven't heard anything about Italy or China. It was like they disappeared. Really? Yeah. It's so weird. Like I'm actually after this going to research it because I haven't, we haven't heard progress on like now China people are allowed to, you know, go back to everyday life. Like what is the progress on that? How are they doing? Well, I know that they were starting to get spike ups again once they, they allowed people out of quarantine. I did hear about that. Oh, that's terrible. But I, I, I haven't heard anything more recent. So, but I mean, you're right. It's good to know because they essentially went through the same steps as us. So it's, yeah, we need to know it when we come out of this, how to deal with it. Absolutely. So I'm like, let me look that up. And like Italy, we were hearing about almost every day. Yeah, for sure. And I haven't heard anything. I know. Are they out of quarantine? I have no idea. I no clue. Like, I hope. I yeah. hope everything's okay. Like, I don't yeah, know. I look that up too. I'm curious. It's so weird. It's very weird. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I've been, I don't know. It's just so boring. Like, I know there's things that I can do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could totally be painting and drawing and reading. And it's like, for some freaking reason, I just choose not to. I don't know why. But I need to get back on it. I know the other day I um, did a like I don't want to say drive by but I was doing like a um like a call by where I was like FaceTiming random people and like doing a karaoke thing (laughs) oh yeah I was asleep sorry yeah I know no it's okay it was pretty late we were just bored out of our minds and like I was faded so I'm like you know what I'm gonna FaceTime whoever answers and I'm just gonna karaoke and then hang up That's and I started awesome. doing that. That was funny. We got, I got Drew. <laughs> you just do it every weekend. I should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was about it. And then the other day, Omar and I, um, we had like a 
slumber party downstairs we moved like everything and we built like a fort with all the pillows and blankets in the living room oh that's awesome (laughs) and um yeah and we just got really faded and watched um you know what we watched so funny we watched it twice that's how fascinated we were with it it was it's called dolphin reef (laughs) and it's on yeah it's on the disney plus okay Um, and but like you know, we were like on shrooms and stuff, so everything was incredible. Like I felt like we were under the ocean. That's crazy. <laughs> and you were in your fort. Yeah, we were in the fort. <laughs> it was so fun. That's like we awesome. Yeah, we had a good time. Is the fort what? still up? Huh? Is the fort still up? No, we had to put it away. Oh, we, to, we were. It was getting kind of trifling because like. It rolled into the next day. Like we were like up all night and it rolled into the next day. And I looked at him and I looked at our house and I was like, this is how like people who are like addicted to drugs, like crackheads, this is how they live. Oh no. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Cause the dishes were crazy and where there was like, the house was like a mess. And I was like, how do people live like this every day? Like I can only handle like a day of this and then I have to put it away. No, I can't. Like, my mind would explode. Same. Same. Uh Uh-uh. We we cleaned it all up already. I was like, okay, this is enough of this. Let's get back (laughs) to business. (laughs) But it was fun while it lasted. Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) But yeah, Dolphin Reef, guys. It's amazing. Natalie Portman narrates it. It's really cool. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, it's really, really good. Like, just the footage that they capture under the ocean is just... It's amazing. They have a whole team that they go into underwater caves and like, it's just, it's beautiful. Oh, that's dope. Mm -hmm. I suggest it. Okay. But yeah, nothing new over here. (laughs) Same old. Same old, same old. I'm like trying to see things. I'm excited about today's guest. Yes. And you, you know her personally or you've met her or how? I've met her once. Uh huh. And then we, you know, we follow each other on Instagram. We keep, like keep in contact. Right. And then um, we ran into each other at um, Malika's baby shower. Ah, okay. But like, I, Cassie and I went together and like we walked in and then I saw her like across the room, but we never got, because we started talking to separate people and we never got the right. chance to like talk, talk. So this is right. going to be the first time like really having a discussion. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And I remember she was at Adrian's, um, brunch. her brunch too. Yeah. We didn't talk to her either. So that'll, yeah. so that'll be fun. I'm excited. Me too. Yeah, guys. So today we'll be talking to Iris Palmer. She's the owner of Starlash Extensions and she also has a business called Starlash Beauty Bar. And we're going to be talking to her just about how she built her business, um, and she works from everyone from Christina Milian to Kylie Jenner as her BFF. So it'll be interesting to just kind of see how she started from the ground up and just tips and tricks on how to become an entrepreneur. Last week, we raved about Caldrea and honestly, we cannot stop using it. Caldrea is a consciously crafted home and body care brand that combines thoughtful ingredients with delectable scents, making caring for ourselves and our homes a beautiful experience. Caldrea's line of handcrafted products includes both hand soaps and moisturizing lotions that are incredibly effective, thoughtfully formulated, and smell divine. Products use a combination of essential oils from flowers and herbs and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients. One of my favorite scents is the ginger pomelo. It is so warm and it leaves my hands so soft. I love that scent. Get free shipping on orders of $50 or more when you buy online at caldrea.com. That's C-A-L-D-R-E-A.com. Visit caldrea.com and add wonder to your washing. 
This podcast is brought to you by White Castle. You can get the same great taste you've come to expect from their restaurants at home in just minutes. From their original and cheese sliders to other meat options, including chicken, turkey, or sausage. They even have veggie options like black bean and veggie sliders for my vegetarians out there. Ready in just 60 seconds, they are the perfect, quick and easy home solution for lunches, snacks, and dinners. My favorite way to prepare them is to microwave them for 60 seconds. Then I pop them in the air fryer or toaster oven for a few minutes. And then I squeeze a little Dijon mustard and voila, the most delicious little snack you've ever tasted. Pick up White Castle sliders in freezer aisles nationwide. White Castle is easy to heat and fun to eat. He's a mother, entrepreneur, and owner of the uber-popular Starlash Extensions. Let's welcome Iris Palmer. Iris, we're so happy to have you. Yes. Thank, thank you so, so much. much. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Have you done a podcast yet? I've only done, I've done a podcast with Pretty Little Things, and that's it, really. This is my probably my second podcast. Oh, nice. Okay. Nas did that one, too. Cute. Yeah, that one was. Did you fun. go to? Yeah, I went to this to their studio. Cute little bed setting, super cute. Yeah, it's really cute. So, well, that's perfect because what Nas and I were reading was that you originally went. Is this the same trip that you went to go do the podcast? That you, um, was it you got your lashes done there, or what happened? There's a story in England and that happened right with lashes so how, yeah so how I started my company um I had I had recently quit my job I was working this retail job in Beverly Hills um it was actually a pregnancy store called Be in the pod um and so I was working there and I always wanted to pursue this acting career and I just I've always had a job and I just didn't have the schedule the flexibility to make it to auditions and stuff like that and everybody else that was like in my acting classes and stuff they were doing like the waitress thing at night and I was like oh I just can't it's like the one job I can't really see myself doing being like a a waitress um so I literally um I quit my job and I was like, I'm going to save, I'm going to quit my job and I'm just going to go and put myself out there. Um, And then like two weeks later, I was like, I cannot be without a job. Like I got to find some sort of side hustle. And Mm -hmm. I was dating um, the father of my child, actually. I was dating him and he was, he lived in London. So I had a long distance relationship and I was going back and forth and I was in London and everybody in London had these lash extensions, like everybody, like people would have no makeup, but they had these lash extensions. And then I couldn't think of anybody back home, like back in LA, I'm born and raised in LA. I couldn't think of anybody that did the lashes or that was getting the lashes done. So mm-hmm. I thought, let me take a class in London and then let me start this as my side hustle and I'll just do it anonymously. People don't have to know it's me because I was like, what if I suck? Um, so, so that's exactly what I did. I went, I took a class. Um, and then I, I literally played on anybody who would let me touch their lashes. And I started with like his mom, his mom's friends. And usually like, it's harder to work on like older people because they don't have the best lashes. Um, their eyelids are a little more sagging. So it's just harder to work with. Like usually it's like the younger girls that have these beautiful long lashes that it's easy, um, for you to isolate and for you to, you know, place lashes. So I did all the, all the difficult ones first, but I think it worked out because I got, you know, the hard ones out the way. And then I just, I, I was thinking about a name. I was thinking about a name and I was like, what does everybody want to look like in LA? And then I was like, everybody wants to look like a star. So I literally was like, star lash. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. And yeah, and I guess that's that's literally how I started my little side hustle. And then when I just saw, you know, like this could really be my business, then I thought about it and I was like, you know what, let me set up my business. And then once I set it up, I'll have this, like, I'll, I'll be financially stable through my business. And then I could do acting as a hobby and I have to worry about it as a paycheck. And I've been setting my business ever since. And how long, how long ago was this when you first started? Six years ago. Oh shit. That's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that really helped you out that you were ahead of the trend, which is absolutely 
Yeah, that and also it, like Instagram was like new too. So I just I got in at the right time. Um, right. And I just really utilized, you know, like the free platform that we had for that, that Instagram give, gives us for marketing. And that was that's been my only source of marketing. Um, and you know, I come from like immigrant parents and like my family, no one in my family has a business and stuff like that. So I, I was like, there's no, there's, I'm not paying for marketing. I'm not like, you know, all of that. I was like, I'm just going to utilize all the free stuff that I have available. And I was just very, I was very consistent with like my content and very before and after. And Christina Milian was like my first celebrity client and I got I her through Instagram. <laughs> yeah, um, she's answering yeah. all our questions. We don't even need to ask her any. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Who was so okay, so Christina Milian was your first celeb. Who was the second? My second was a Selena Gomez. Oh my God. Like how, that's amazing. Oh, I literally I was they called me and I was I was doing everything everybody from my dad's apartment. Um, and what? I literally had just set up a bed. I had, I had set up an office from my dad's like apartment and, uh, it was in his living room and my work hours were, um, nine to seven. Cause my dad usually gets home at like seven 30. So I would be done working by the time he would get home. So those are the, those were my hours of operation. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, and and I had gone to Home Goods. I've always been a fan of Home Goods. I'm like obsessed with Home Goods. And I had gone. I had got like this little chalkboard, and I like hung it, and I put like I put my prices on there. And yeah, and then um, I, I went to like Vistaprint.com, and I made these like ghetto business cards, and I was just making it work. <laughs> and, um, so dope. And yeah, so they called me one day, and they were like, "Hi, yeah, we we um would like to speak to the the, the lash girl," and I would pretend to be different people, so my accent <laughs> would kick in. I was like, um. Oh, I'm, um, are you, do you want to speak to Irish? And they were like, yeah. I'm like, oh, um, she's not, she's actually not available right now. They were like, oh, okay. We want to book for Selena Gomez. Um, she, no, they were like, Selena Gomez has a red carpet, um, a movie premiere tomorrow. We were wondering if she could come to the Four Seasons. And I was like, in my head, is this a joke? <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no way. Right. And, and- yeah, the sure enough, the next day I was there. I was I was at the Four Seasons doing her wow. last. What year did that go down? That was that was the same 2014 when I first wow. started. Doing that yeah. is incredible. And they felt mm-hmm. through Instagram then too. Also, it right? was all through Instagram. Selena Gomez. I actually, so I I did her assistant's lashes first, and then I did her lashes. Yeah, that's how to do it. Yeah. And then it just, and you know, luckily for me too, it's like, they tried me, but they didn't just try me once day. Like they stuck with me like, I became their lash person. And, um, and I think that helped me a lot too. And you know, it, it just, it, you just become more credible in the industry. And then after that, it was like, everybody wanted to try me. And then I was like, Oh my God. And then I was like, how can I make this like a legit business? Like, mm-hmm. you know, how do I, how do I trademark it? How do I do this? Then I got into like all the, the legal parts of it. And it was all Google. Google, let me tell you, Google has really came through for me. <laughs> Google and Instagram. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> okay, so going back to Instagram, what are some tips on using that platform to grow your business? I think just being very consistent. And I think the thing that I was doing is I was posting a lot of before and afters because people, a lot of, a lot of people usually just post like the after, like the beautiful, you know, um, results, but people want to see the transformation. It's like a weight loss, anything when you're doing like a workout, I want to see, or a detox, or I want to see the before and after I want to see like, wow, like I want to, I want to see that. Wow. You know, factor to it. That's going to make me want to look more into it or try it. And I think that's what I was doing with the lashes. I was showing people what you know it was looking before with the regular lashes and then boom with the lash extensions um so I think you know just being creative and being being consistent you have to be consistent and put in the work right you posted every single day every single day every single day every person that I touched I would be like boom 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 like did people ever say no like to pictures um yeah I mean I would ask like is it okay you know obviously people say no I'd be like okay it's fine like I was doing so many like this was my life for two years like I was just I didn't even have a life like it was literally just lashes I was I was lashing so many people I would see like 10 people a day like it, I was just lashing yeah. I had got so fast I was just grinding I lit I literally felt like I was like a lash dealer like a drug dealer but like doing <laughs> lashes. Like, I, I am like they used to call me for house calls I used to go I used to get in my car and go like I'm going wow that's hilarious so did you always have this drive 
yeah, I've always, I've ever since um, I can remember, like, I remember I was like 14 and I was like begging to like be able to work because my dad used to give me like five, five to $10, sometimes $10 a day, sometimes five um, for school lunches. And I used to save my money every week and I would go buy bands. Like bands were like 40, $45. And I would go every Friday and I would get new bands every week. Like I wouldn't eat. I would just save my money for like shoes. And I was like, oh, I can't wait till I can work. Like I can't wait. I don't want to ask my dad for money. Like I hate asking people for things. So right when I turned 15, I got a, I was a hostess at a, me- at a Mexican restaurant. Um, and that was my first job. And after that, I've literally, I've worked at Crocs um, at the Grove. I worked at Pinkberry on Sunset. I used to work there. That, that Pinkberry in particular, I worked there many years because they used to give me the most hours. So that Pinkberry on Sunset closes at two o'clock in the morning. So I used to yep. be there working. Um, and yeah, I've always, I've always had a job. I've never not had a job. So the hustle's always been in me. The entrepreneur, um, was a little bit, um, I just didn't know how I was going to do that because it was, it was a little bit like unrealistic, you know, from my culture, I, me not knowing anybody in my family or even that I knew that had started their own business. I just didn't know where to start with that. So, um, I, I always think like, you know, God just placed, um, everything, in order for me and and place the right people um, because I do feel like you know everybody everybody that you meet um, really helps your journey and um, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the people that God has placed in my life. Mm-hmm. Did you did you um, as far as like your pricing and all that stuff when you first started did were you charging out the gate or did you do like freebies or how did your whole pricing start? So I looked into every, I looked, I looked into other companies, other lash companies that were doing it. Um, and I, I, they, some people were charging crazy amount of money, like $500 for like mink lashes and, you know, stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I was like, I, I always thought like, I always want to cater to the working woman because that's, that's what I was, you know? And I was like, I want to, I want obviously someone who, who works that can afford my lashes. So I went in the middle. I didn't go too high. I didn't go too low. I, I put everything in the middle. I like, I first, at first, I think I started with $100 for a, a full set, but I said it was like a special. Like I always okay. said everything like, oh, my regular prices are $200, but this special is $100. So I started yeah. with that because I didn't want to tell I didn't want to tell people that I was new. And I always tell my students, because now I train students, I always tell them, like, you, you don't want to tell people, hey, I'm new, so I'm charging this amount. But you also, you know, don't want to start your clients at like $80 and then raise them to 150 because they're, gonna, they're not going to want to pay that, you know? So you right. have to just advertise it as like a special. So I did that. But any, any influencer that I did, I, um, I, would always, I would always say like, oh, I, I really don't want to charge you. Can I, just pro- can I just use your picture or, you know, or something like that? And they would, right. they would say, yeah. Yes. Um, some people, you know, they'd be like, no, I still want to pay you. And yeah. Yeah. It gets tricky sometimes working with the celeb clientele and getting the pictures and stuff like that, you know, cause it's, it's this weird boundary. Cause I do makeup. So it's like, it's the same thing when you work with higher clientele, sometimes you feel like you're like, man, I really need this picture to prove that I worked with this client to build up my portfolio. But yeah. there's this, this, this weird, I don't know how to explain it. You just don't want, they get their picture taken all the time and you kind of want to make them feel comfortable that you're not using them. And how do you, how did you navigate that in the beginning? At first I didn't ask at all. I would just build the relationship. And then when I, when I was comfortable enough, or when I felt like, you know, I'd be like, is it okay if I repost like, you know, the carpet, the picture that they use on the red carpet? She's like, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, but I never, I never would do their lashes the first time and be like, Hey, can I take a picture? Like never, I never, I never did that. And I never wanted to be that like annoying person or like, you know, like nothing like that. So I just, I I don't know. I think it's kind of just knowing. I saw a meme the other day on Instagram. I love memes. (laughs) I saw a meme the other day um, on Instagram and it said like, uh, knowing when to leave is like so important. And, and that's like in general the relationship the party like I feel like it's the same thing when you're working like you know like you know when it's like the right time and when it's not you know and I right. feel like every 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 time I meet someone for the first time I'm never gonna do that like I have to be comfortable um to even do that well that just means you have good instincts because not everybody knows that <laughs> Oh no, trust me. I know. I've been in the room with people when people like have, you know, I, I'm, I'm friends with like a lot of celebrities now and stuff like that. I'm in the room when people, I, it's their first time. They're like, Oh, can I? And I'm like, Oh my God. I like, cringe. Right. like, Oh God. Like, yeah. 
No, that that's totally why I, I mentioned that is because it is it's this weird dance that you kind of have to play and you kind of have to let them know, you know, hey, you can trust me. I'm not here to just use you. And, and then you gain their trust and then eventually they they'll allow you to, you know, like you said, you just ask them and, and if the trust is there, then it's cool. But hundred yeah. percent. And, and at the same time too, I've also been on the other end. So I always like, I know, you know, and I get a lot of things sent to me and stuff like that. And I, and I see it like, you know, they just started the company. They just, they want the, they want the same thing, you know, and you don't yeah. know sometimes what, what your kind of exposure will do for a brand or a company or especially a small business, you know? Right, um, right. So yeah. I am absolutely in love with my new favorite subscription. If you haven't heard about Causebox by now, it's a quarterly subscription box curated by women for women that is filled with all sorts of amazing products and brands that have a positive mission to give back and make the world better. The last four boxes sold out within days, which I can believe because you get over $250 worth of products for less than $50. Every cause box is a limited edition and comes with six to eight full-size products. You can get everything from skincare and jewelry to homewares and accessories. The amazing thing about Causebox is that it's not filled with random stuff. They send you quality products that you're going to love and actually use every day. I got my sample box in the mail and I am obsessed with my face roller. I use it in the mornings to take down any puffiness or bloat that I may have. Also, Causebox comes with an exclusive magazine that tells the story and mission behind each product in the box. Now, one of the best parts was just getting my Causebox in the mail and opening it and feeling like I got myself a huge surprise bundle of gifts, which now more than anything was just what I needed. I'd get this for myself. I'd get this for my mom, my cousins, my friends. It really is my new favorite subscription. I am loving seeing our listeners with their cause boxes. If you get one, tag us and let us know what your favorite product is. For me, the canvas duffel was the one to beat, but I love everything in it. The best part, of course, is we got our listeners an exclusive discount. Go to causebox.com slash ladies and use a code ladies to get your first box for 30% off. As in, you can get your first box worth of $250 plus for less than $39 and free shipping. If you haven't gotten your Causebox yet, go check it out now before it sells out. I can tell you firsthand, you are going to absolutely love it. Again, go to causebox.com slash ladies and use code ladies to get your first box for 30% off. Yeah. So you, how did you go from doing Kylie's lashes and now you're, now you guys are like, great friends how did that happen <laughs> i i started doing her lashes to like 2014 she was like um that far back wow six years ago yeah six years ago and just over the years we just built a friendship and um and then you know she had a baby and i feel like after you have a baby you really like like we're moms and we really like bond about that and you know we're like working moms as well so we've just we've just gotten closer every year um, yeah, she's, she's a beautiful, a beautiful person and a beautiful friend. Do you have any dream clients? My dream client would be JLo. Like, I mean, every Latina is like obsessed with her. is like her makeup artist. Um, one time I called and they asked for my strip lashes and I literally, I was joking, but I was like, I will drive and like deliver them. It was like for one of the shows in Vegas or something like that. And I was like, I, I do they want me to hop on a plane? Because I will go right now. Right. Um, and I've been around her. I've been around her. And every time I'm around her, I, I try to act super, you know, just just mind my business not really right I just want to stare at her and be like I am obsessed with you I love you so much (laughs) Um, but yeah she's on every Latina's list of like same for me too she's always (laughs) at um uh uh um the Kardashian Christmas Eve parties Oh, right. She's always dancing and she's, you know, she's so beautiful. And I'm always like, oh my God, I just love her. Like, (laughs) I just love her. Um, Okay. So what, so when you, you were working out of your, your dad's apartment, 
So mm-hmm. what's the transition from when you went from out of your dad's apartment and then you built, you created your own beauty bar. Talk to us well, about that transition. So I was, I was working at my dad's apartment and then I had everybody from Instagram, random people coming. Um, and then I started to get scared. I was like, Oh my God, I have so many random, just random people just coming yeah. to my dad's place knowing where I live and everything and then um I like I said God always comes through for me and I literally got a house call from this from this woman named Seth and she wanted me to do a house call for her at her location in Melrose and I went I met her and now I'm actually invested in a Sev Laser. She, she owns a medical spa called oh, Sev Laser. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah so uh, I met her and she was you know she was she was like, where are you working from? And I said, my dad's place. I'm really, you know, looking for somewhere else right now. I need to find like a room or something. I only want to pay like $500 a month, like something like that. And she was like, I have a room here. Why don't you just do it from here? So I, so I, I transitioned into there. And then once I was there, I, I, you know, I was, I was seeing a lot of her business and I was like, how can I invest in a, in a, in a laser machine? Like, cause I, then I, then I thought about it and I was like, you know, I need to put my money into something else that's going to make me money without me doing the physical work. Cause I, I used to think like, God forbid something happens to my hands. Like what, how am I going to make money? Like, you know? And, and so I used to think like that. And I spoke to her one day. Um, and I, I said, you know how I really want to invest in your business. How can I invest in your business? And she was like, I really want to open more stores at the time. She only had that store. She was like, I really want to open more stores. Um, so let me know what area you would want to do. And I was like, I would really want to do like Sherman Oaks, like the Valley. Cause I've, I live in the Valley. And so she said, yeah, let's do it. So I invested in a Sev laser. Um, and then I put Starlash in there. So we had four, four rooms in there and I put Starlash in there and I put two girls in there. And then I really, I outgrew that really quickly. And then we decided to move the, the Sev Laser Sherman Oaks to Calabasas. So when we were doing that in the process of that, I was like, I'm just, I'm ready now to open, um, my own Starlash, you know, and have like eight girls eight stations and I was I was getting ready to give birth as well um so I was like this is my time if I'm gonna do it I'm just gonna do it and I was scared because it was like you know I felt more obviously security being you know in the same place with Sev and you know I was like we would piggyback off of each other's clients and Mm -hmm. and you know opening my own store my own overhead every lease that you get is like five years you're like oh my god am I gonna be in business in five years like it was just super scary for me but I was like my baby also like put in that extra like I always had like 90, 95%, you know, like really dry, but like she put in that like 110% where I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta make it and I gotta figure it out. So Mm -hmm. I, um, I did it and then I opened my own, um, star lash. So yeah, that's how I transitioned. That's so amazing and scary at the same time. You got to take the risk to get the achievement. I think that's, it's really inspiring. This whole story is so inspiring. Yeah. And guys, Iris is under the age of 30, <laughs> might I add. I'm actually, I'm turning 30 um, in like two weeks. And nice. I know. We were supposed to throw this big black tie event, and now I'm like, we're uh-huh. quarantine, <laughs> quarantine birthday. Uh-huh. Girl, it is just ruining all our plans. I had my 35th too, like beginning April, and that got ruined. It's just, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. So... so- Okay, well, speaking of, of COVID, now that we're here living this life right now, how has that impacted your business? Are you, are you afraid that there's going to be a permanent impact um, you know, in the beauty industry and getting your lashes done? Talk to us about that. Um, I mean, I will say I was, I was, I was for sure scared. I mean, number one, because you know, my, my company, I, I provide, um, employment for other, other girls. And, um, I always think about like, as their situation and I think, Oh God, how are they going to make money now too? You know, like owners are always in a better position than like employees. So I think about that. And then, um, you know, I think it's really taught me like the importance of like, multiple incomes um and also like the importance of like digital communication because that's the only way i'm able to communicate right now with my customers um you know with with anything and that's like the only thing we have right now so i think um it's taught me that i'm definitely scared uh, but I, you know i'm like you know this is also our time to be creative and to if i need to restructure it or i need to you know prepare for i'm preparing for like you know the worst but i also do think i always used to say this before like beauty and kids is like the one thing that doesn't really get affected because people still want to look good 
people even like my, I, I just, I just restocked my lashes like two weeks ago and my lashes sold out in 24 hours. And I, and I was thinking like, I, I was worried. I was like, I don't even think people would buy lashes right now. But then I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? I went to target the other day and I got press on nails. Cause I just, I couldn't stand looking at my nails no more. And I was like, I, right. I'm just going to go and I'm going to try these press on nails. So right now for like lash extensions, people are like, don't have lash extensions. The alternative is a strip lash, you know, right. or not individual lashes. So that's why my lashes sold out but people people still want to look good people still I mean for me personally like they're like my the first two weeks I was in pajamas all day I was eating whatever I wanted I was just like ugh. and then I was like who am I I gotta get it together like this is crazy <laughs> and, then, and then I was like I gotta go for a run my boyfriend went got us bikes like I was like we, we gotta get it together and um and no, sometimes, you know, I do my makeup just to just to like do a cute video or whatever. And it just changes my mood. So I think I think once everything, you know, goes back and we're done being quarantined, I think people are still people are itching to get their lashes done, to get their brows done, to get their nails done. Like I've, I've get, I have so many messages from like clients like we will pay double like I need an in-house and I'm like, sorry, like, you know, I just can't take the liability to send a lash tick or for, you know, myself to go and do it. But yeah, I feel like hopefully we will be okay. Yeah, I think that, de- yeah, the, exactly like you said, the demand's not going to go away. It's just, you know, we just have to readjust um, to the new normal right now. So, you know, different standards and precautions that we're going to have to take. But, you know, like you said, the beauty industry, like people are gonna, not going to stop doing that, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that that is the the upside to it all. And exactly. And also, like you said, like people are, we live, majority of our lives on social media so you still want to look good on social media so you still need your lashes your nails and all that so yeah that does help it's true people people will spend their last money trying to look good and that is a thousand percent true is that good or bad? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, where, where, where are our priorities? But, you know, yeah. I, I will say also, I feel like, you know, some people look at, you know, self-care as like superficial or like this, but for other people, it's like, it's, it's an essential. And like, you know, if I look good, my mental, my mental state is in a better place, you know, like my mood, it affects my mood, like all of that. So it's just, it's like, what does self-care mean to you? Like, to me, it's very important. <laughs> I agree. It does. It, it, yeah. Like my same thing with me right now too. My nails are atrocious and I just like, it makes me bummed out and I'm like, Oh, you know, yeah. it, it really does affect that. Yeah. So. Well, it's like guys and haircuts. Like you guys love to preach. Oh, let's stay natural. And then I'm like, right. now I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. They're like dying for a barber. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Have you tried cutting your boyfriend's hair? He actually let me cut his hair and he dyed my hair. Oh, how did that come out? I saw that. That was so good. (laughs) He actually did a really good job. He he really dyed my hair really good. Nice. I I was scared. And I was like, (laughs) okay. He's actually, he's very like, um, he's like a YouTube person. Like he loves to like find a YouTube video and like, he'll just learn how to like build a bike and he's like really resourceful. Um, so yeah, he was like, he watched a few little YouTube videos and he did it. That's, That's so amazing. dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's all these videos right now of how teaching girls how to cut their boyfriend's hair. Oh my God. <laughs> I always looked at it. <laughs> how did his hair come out? You didn't say that part. <laughs> um, hey, honestly, I was, I was pretty scared just because uh, like the blades that I was using, they're like professional ones. And like, uh, I was just so scared to like mess with his lineup. I was like, that, like, you don't mess with the, with the man's lineup, you know? So I just, I hit the back a little bit and then, and then, and then I like, he was like, Oh, he was like, you're, you're doing it too hard. Like he, it was, he was like bleeding at one part. Oh so I, I don't think I'll do it again. Like it wasn't like my, it wasn't like my thing. I wouldn't do it again, but, um, yeah, yeah he, I would think there was a lot of trust there. Cause he let, he let me do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So what I want to know too, is the fact that we know the beauty industry is filled with so many artists and companies and they're all offering the same services. So what do you think sets your company apart and you as an artist from the rest and what makes your customers keep coming back for more? Um, I, I, at first I, I will say it's because I think I got, I was one of the first ones and because I was doing all these celebrities, 
insecurities, I just became the it person. Right. Um, and obviously, like, the, I feel like the people that I hire as well, like, I really, really take my time training them. And I want them to do it just how I did it, because I want like the standard to stay the same. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, that's like, number one, after that, you know, I hire really good girls that have really great customer service service because I think, you know, the minute they walk into, into your salon, um, it's all about customer service. So I think offering that, that experience, um, because that's essentially what it is. It's like people, people will never forget the experience or how you treat them or, you know, if you offer them water, like just little things that that I just, I just always like, I always keep hot Cheetos and chocolate and stuff that I love. Um, I have that available for my clients. And, um, and yeah, also when I first started, I was doing bottom lashes and a lot, not a lot of people were doing bottom lashes. And that's actually what got some of my, um, celebrity clients to really notice me as well. Like Kylie, she had seen my bottom lashes on someone and it was like, I need these bottom lashes. Like, and no, Oh, but I wasn't even trained in bottom lashes. I was just, I was just thinking, how can I add bottom lashes? And I did them. And then I started posting the pictures and people were like, I want these bottom lashes. And, you know, I think it's just, it's just, sometimes it's just really just trying to, you know, think outside the box and what's going to stand you apart from other lash artists, because everybody, you know, is doing these. There's so many good lash artists out there, especially now it's like, they're everywhere. Yeah. It's yeah. There's a lot. I didn't even know people did bottom lashes. I didn't even hear of that. That's cool. Yeah, we offer them. You did them on yourself? No, I don't do them on myself. I did them on clients. I started doing them on clients. Ah, like, okay. They had like a, they had an event or a red carpet. I would just, I would add these bottom lashes and it just, it's like the doll. It's like the doll effect. You, Your eyes literally mm-hmm. look like a doll. And do you use like really tiny ones? So they're like short, I would tiny, imagine they're, they're yeah. shorter, right? Yeah, they're like seven millimeters. They're like so, so oh, tiny. I feel like that that probably takes forever, mm-hmm. no? No, they're, they're really quick. Like bottom lashes will take you like 30 minutes. Like a full set on, on your top will take you like from an hour to two. Wow. Uh, depending on how, you know, how mm-hmm. many you probably practiced on, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say that I personally, because since I do makeup, I see a lot of lash extensions and a lot of the times Mm -hmm. I'm normally not a fan because normally Mm -hmm. people don't take care of them or they're so like wild and crazy and bushy but I've I looked at your work when you know I knew we were gonna interview you and yours are really natural and soft which I love so that Uh, I'm sure that's helped you I personally, I personally like mine very, very natural. Um, mm-hmm. and, and if I'm going, if I'm going anywhere, um, because I feel like when you get these like really dramatic uh, full lashes, I feel like you have have to do your makeup every day to like keep up with it or all I know in your eyes are these black lashes, you know? So like, right. I don't like my, Monday through Friday, especially because I have my baby and stuff like I'm not wearing makeup. So for me, like I do very, very light where it's just like enough, you know, but it's, not like overpowering my face. I don't like nothing that overpowers my face and I don't like them long. So I get mine's like short and like really cute. Um, but if I'm doing an event or something, I have my makeup artist add the, like the individual, uh, knotted one. So like in between like fire or something, I have my makeup's done and stuff like that. But I always tell people, and I, I have clients all the time that they'll come and they're like, I don't really wear makeup, but they have these like really dark dramatic lashes. And I'm like, you should go more natural. It'll like change. It'll like soften, you know, like your face and everything. Mm-hmm. And once they do it, they're like, so into the short and the, the more natural lashes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's shifting too. I think people are starting to beauty is uh, even makeup looks are kind of starting to become a bit more toned down and natural, which I mean, I personally am a fan of. So that goes hand in hand with the lashes. No, same. Every, every time I get my makeup done, I want I want the the more natural yeah, makeup. A good glowy. Anytime I any, anytime yeah, anytime they do too much, I look crazy. Like it doesn't even look good on me. I look I look like I don't know, I look like crazy. I'm like no. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> like, no, I hate it. <laughs> like this isn't even me. <laughs> Well, girl, get my (laughs) when we're out of this, I'll do your makeup. (laughs) I would love that. I would love that. I do that all the time. I literally, 
I, I literally, um, speaking of more natural, I, I've always had like acrylic nails and stuff like that. And with this whole um, quarantine, my nails are obviously gone. Um, and my boyfriend was like, I really like your natural nails. And the other day I was like, I really actually like the natural nail uh-huh. And then I was talking to Kylie yesterday and she was like, yeah, I'm really into the natural nails. And I was like, I'm so into the natural nails. And I was like, yeah, so, so grown and clean and like natural. <laughs> Let's see if the ratchetness. So we're, we're into the natural. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so what's your ultimate goal when it comes to your lash career? Um, my lash career. So I don't really lash um you know clients and stuff like that anymore I'm more I'm more so just teach and I'm more focused on like the business side of it so Mm -hmm. I think for me like now is it's like products like product is like my main focus and I really want to create like one product um something to do with obviously the eyes um that I could get into like Sephora or Ulta or you know like that that's like my long-term goal um and then I probably want to franchise my store so I I would love to see more star lashes but you know it's so hard to manage stores and I know I'm not I'm not able to manage them all over the world but I would I would love to make my make my stores available for like a franchise or a partnership incredible I'm sure you'll do it girl you've come this far like I can see it serious God willing no but Iris thank you like I was having an off day and you you like are so (laughs) inspiring it just put like a fire under my ass so thank you yeah. I really guys. Came with the energy. I love it. Yes, I love it. Oh, thank. By the way, Nas, I was I was literally looking at your picture. I think you posted a picture, and I was like, look at their their pictures are just so cute. Like you take the best pictures with him. Like it's crazy. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, real quick, Iris, I want to just get. Are there any tips for people who have never gotten their lashes done? Is there any advice you would give to them if they're getting their lashes done for the first time? Anything that they should know or questions to ask? What's helpful? Um, I think number one, I think is come in with a prince picture is really important because sometimes people, um, what the, what they describe and what they mm-hmm. imagine in their head is two different things. I'm sure yeah. it's the same thing with makeup. You know, they come, they're like, yeah. I want natural or I want a smoky. And they like, you know, totally different. Know so I is. think a reference picture is always important. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I feel I feel like a, a reference picture is always, always important. And you know, going to uh, a salon that is number one, especially with all this going on, um, that is that is really focused on cleanliness. We want to make sure that everything, you know, especially now moving forward, um, that you know that they're going to lash techs who are an esthetician and who have their license because there's a lot of people that are doing lashes that you know are not um that don't have a license mm-hmm. got it so I would, say, I would say that perfect all right iris well we appreciate you taking time out of your day to chat with us about your amazing journey of being becoming an amazing entrepreneur and building your business it's so inspiring and we wish you nothing but the best in the future yes thank you so much for talking to me today um and you guys stay safe Thank you. Yes. You too. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Ladies Like Us from The Lady Gang and Podcast One. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Baquet. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. Hello. (laughs) Shut your pie hole. Welcome to Big Demi Energy. I'm your host, Demi Burnett, and I'm so excited to have you joining my podcast. Some things you can expect from this podcast are some juicy gossip, some good advice, some fun, exciting guests, and a lot of other surprises. Make sure you subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Podcast One, wherever Wherever you you listen listen to your your podcast. podcast.